Welcome to Out the Reading Slump, a book review podcast where I try to give spoiler-free summaries, initial thoughts, and deep-dive opinions on books that I have read to get out of my reading slump. If your to-be-read books are piling up, or maybe you're having a hard time to finish a title, you've come to the right place. I'm Jilly, and join me in my reading journey. Let's inspire each other to grab a book instead of our phones and scroll pages instead of our screens, except when it's an ebook. Enjoy today's episode! Hey everyone! Welcome to the very first episode of Out the Reading Slump. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Jilly, and for our very first episode, we are going to talk about a thriller novel that. I was originally planning on releasing right in time for the Halloween. However, things got busier than the usual and my timeline was shaken up. So I wasn't able to follow the original plan. But anyways, here we are right now on the very first episode. And as you may have seen on the title, today we're going to talk about a novel by Agatha Christie. The book is titled, And Then There Were None. But before we dive into this book, let me just say it outright that this first episode is spoiler-free. So you don't have to worry if you're planning on reading this title. Okay, let's get into it. So this is a novel by Agatha Christie, who is really known for writing detective stories and novels. If you're actually into thrillers and mystery genre, her name's pretty prominent on that field. In fact, if you try to search on Google the top thrillers or mystery authors, her name's gonna pop up the first one. And Then There Were None is actually one of her famous works together with Murder on the Orient Express, if you're familiar, The Body in the Library, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, and so on. Although I am into reading thrillers since high school, this is actually my very first Agatha Christie novel and I definitely enjoyed it. This has a rating of 4.3 on Goodreads, which is very high, and I was surprised to learn that this book was actually adapted into a series of the same title. And then there were non-series. When I searched for it after reading, I learned that it has a rating of 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty high, again, and another 7.9 over 10 on IMDb, which are, again, really high ratings. But then again, we're here to talk about the book, so what's it about? And Then There Were None is all about 10 curious assortment of strangers who were invited as weekend guests on a private island off the coast of Devon. Now that setting alone calls for blood and murder, right? Now their host is a millionaire who's actually unknown, whom no one has ever met. So the first question in mind is that how did these 10 strangers end up in that island? Apparently, they all received letters of invitations, each with specific reasons, all seeming to have come from either a distant relative or acquaintance, that the main characters could even hardly remember. Actually, one of them, I remember, one of the characters were even offered a part-time job on the island with a good amount of salary that you wouldn't even think twice to decline. So each of the characters 
has their own reasons of why they ended up there on the island, even though they barely even know their host or who invited them. So, 10 of these characters ended up in an island where a luxurious modern house is sitting pretty. Actually, the island's not really described as something peaceful and beautiful. And the way it was described in the book, it didn't encourage a well-rested vacation. In fact, when Vera Claythorne, one of the characters, when she saw the island, it was stated like this. Illuminated by the setting sun, they had their first glimpse of Indian Island jutting out of the sea to the south. Vera said, surprised, it's a long way out. She had pictured it differently, close to shore, crowned with a beautiful white house. But there was no house visible, only the boldly silhouetted rock with its faint resemblance to a giant Indian's head. There was something sinister about it. She shivered faintly. So, we have the premise or the setting of the story. Now, in terms of my reading journey, I definitely enjoyed reading it. It's a page turner. And the story picks up on their first night when someone died. Which is not really a spoiler yet, mind you. Because it's actually stated on the synopsis in the back part of the book. So, yes, someone died on the first night. And actually, the biggest plot theme of the entire story is the nursery rhyme, Ten Little Indians, which is actually the original title of this book when it was first published. The rhyme goes like this. I'll read you the first two lines so as not to give everything away. Ten little Indian boys went out to dine. One choked his little self and then there were nine. Nine little Indian boys sat up very late. One overslept himself, and then there were eight. So, the rhyme itself gives everything away actually, noting that every Indian boy has a different way of dying. Hence, all the killings were carefully plotted in the same way as the one on the rhyme. So, the only biggest question for me was, who's doing all of this? And this is paired with another underlying theme. All of those ten guests have one thing in common. They were complicit in the murders of other people. So if you've killed someone in the past and you're trying to get away with murder, you'll probably be one of the candidates to be invited to Indian Island. Agatha Christie gives us a glimpse of this dark past of each characters in the beginning of the book, which leads us to one thing that I dislike about how she wrote it. You know how... Actually, I don't appreciate it when the characters are introduced in one whole section or chapter all at the same time, especially if it's more than 10. For someone like me who's getting a hard time remembering names on first meetups, it's kind of hard to keep track. But as you go through the book, you'll be able to familiarize yourself who's who. But for me, I think I started knowing and identifying them truly it was when I was in the middle of the book already, so that's a bit of a hassle on my part. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I have difficulties remembering names. Now, one thing I loved about it though was how Agatha Christie managed to get you involved into each character's dark past in a detailed yet concise manner. 
It doesn't have those long, dreadful pages that makes it hard to get passed through, which can sometimes be the reason why we tend to put the book down and leave it unfinished on our shelves, right? It doesn't have any of that. Every page contains necessary and interesting details that you would really want to know. Also, I would like to highlight how the fascinating background of each characters also touch on the idea of morality, of what's right and wrong, and how it varies depending on a person's belief. One of the characters takes herself as an upright, ultra-religious being, but when I got to know what she did, her background story, her dark past, I automatically despised her and took her for a hypocrite. But then that judgment of mine is based on my moral beliefs. The entire book is also filled with guilt and fear. I believe that Agatha Christie did a great job in differentiating and developing each character with a perfect amount of depth. And you know how the sheer complexity of each one contributes to the book's ability to keep the readers guessing until the last few pages. One key tactic that Christie uses when presenting characters is through lengthy internal monologues, which if you may have noticed for those of you who have read it, and the funny things that despite the internal monologues that are prevalent on the book, it didn't give the killer away, which is also one factor that we have to ponder upon. How is that even possible? We're already inside the mind of the killer and she was able to write it in a way that she didn't give who the killer was. In terms of societal themes, the most evident in And Then There Were None is justice. The entire premise behind luring 10 criminals to an island and killing them is to achieve true justice with the killer playing God. But then again, it depends on your own personal belief and moral standards. The story can show how the criminal justice system favors individuals of certain ethnicities, or it can also lead you to thinking that maybe the mastermind or the killer was just biased. So let's get to my overall thoughts. My overall thoughts for this book is that I loved it. It was a really fast-paced read. I give it a rating of 3.8 stars, mainly because it's very entertaining to read despite the pretty basic plot. The whole story is technically a whodunit novel, but although it's a pretty common plot, this is an easy-to-read book that you can finish in one sitting. I actually finished it in a week. I am a slow reader now compared to my past self who used to devour one book a day, but I guess adulting, right? But still, I consider it a page-turner. Agatha Christie has a way of giving you false clues just to make you believe that you already know who the killer is. And then she's going to prove you wrong at the end. And personally, I used to be obsessed with thrillers and mystery novels before, but I've never really been good at solving them nor identifying who the killer is. It just makes me so excited that I would read it really quick just to figure out the grand reveal at the end making me a fast reader, I mean, before. (laughs) Now, would I recommend it? Who would like it? Um, Here's my thought. If you're into mysteries, 
thriller and suspense or you would like to try one out but you tend to be intimidated by very long thick novels which are very common in those genre then this one is a good read for you the writing style gives us a glimpse of how mysteries and crime books are written in the 1930s and then there were none is like the great gatsby meets saw to be honest you're invited into this grand party and then suddenly things started going wrong and then before you knew it you're trying your best not to get killed so if that's the case then yes i would recommend it okay basically that's it for my very brief book review summary and general opinion on and then there were none by agatha christie i hope i was able to give you an idea a glimpse as to what the story is about of whether you are going to pick it up or not that's it that's it for today's episode thank you so much for being with me and i hope to see you on the next one also please do recommend me a title or two lend me your thoughts or give me your comments or opinions follow me on instagram that's at instagram dot com slash hours in trance that's my personal blog account i haven't created um an account for this one yet i'm not sure if i'm gonna make one but yes if you want to reach out you can follow me there or you can send me a message on my email hours in trance at gmail.com it's also um included in the description of this podcast channel So there, thank you so much for being with me and have a great day. Bye.